People of the world, welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 248, just in time for a little bit of news. And then our amazing guest is going to be live. Uberall raises $115 million, acquires Moment Feed to scale up its location marketing services. Did you know that location-based services may have had their day as a salient category for hot apps? Blah, 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 blah. The point is... Uh, Uberall, which works with retailers and other brick and mortar operators to help them update and provide more accurate information about themselves across a plethora of apps and other services. Here's the point. They got $150 million. Why is this relevant? Because there's something called Yext. Yext is super annoying, but I use it anyway. Why do I use it? Yext allows me as an agency owner to go into one platform and update the addresses across like Yelp, Google My Business, and those 60 other ridiculous directories because Google wants you to have the same name, address, and phone number for every single one of the like the yellow pages and the, this one and the biz circle XYP, whatever. And so I pay Yext and there you go. So now what we're talking about is a similar idea, but for apps because there's a million different apps and being able to, you know, have deal with this overlap is something that they're getting a lot of funding for. Not surprising to me. Jack Dorsey on Bitcoin, this one from CNBC.com, he says, quote, I don't think there's anything more important in my lifetime to work on than Bitcoin. He says, Bitcoin changes absolutely everything. Um, in fact, if I were not at Square or Twitter, I would be working on Bitcoin. I have been in Bitcoin for a few years. I owned um, a company that was mining Bitcoin. I Again, we're going to see a decentralization. Um, uh, how should I say this? I think we're going to see the power of the arbitrary lines that we have drawn of nations slowly decrease because we're going to have more and more. Everything's going to be global. It's already global. I'm looking for a graphic designer. Guess where I care where they live. I don't care where they live. It makes absolutely no difference to me where my graphic designer lives. They can live on the moon for all I care as long as they've got good Wi-Fi on the moon. So um, global currency. And then we've got multinational companies like Facebook, Twitter, global reach. And we've got TikTok, which, you know, obviously comes from China, all that sort of stuff. So yes, Bitcoin is going to destabilize uh, currency. And I would uh, agree with Dorsey on that. Final little bit of information is YouTube banning several type of advertisers from the masthead area in YouTube. I find this hilarious because it's alcohol. Okay, get it. It's bad for you. Gambling, right? Also bad for you. Um, and then, oh, prescription drugs, which, you know, you can argue, whatever. And then the fourth one is politics. Bye. <laughs> so alcohol, gambling, drugs, and politics, they're all in the same sort of. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that our guest today is very special, near and dear to my heart? She shared with us an incredible story about um, her father in the last episode. If you have not listened to that episode, you should go back to the Cynthia Krantz episode and listen to that. It was uh, a story that I told to a lot of my friends, a lot of my family. It is entrenched into my psyche. Um, and she shared with us bipolar too, um, which is something she was diagnosed with, something she lives with. I have anxiety in a real way. Many people are struggling with some mental health issue. I mean, come on now. Um, but uh, to be open and honest about it in a business context to me is exactly the move um, in 2021. Did you ever open up a tab and it starts making music? That just happened to me. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know on the show today, we are blessed to have the one, the only, 
the marketing maven herself, Cynthia Krantz. Let's go. Hi, Kellen. Hey, Cynthia. Hey. So you mentor people, which I, I love. I love to mentor people. So you're in two different organizations. Can you talk about those organizations? Yes, I mentor for 100 Roses from Concrete, which is a organization that mentors uh, minority students in advertising. Um, it creates a virtual ad agency that they can work for nonprofits to develop marketing campaigns, which I think is phenomenal. It's good all around. Um, and then they are paired with um, mentors from across spheres in the in the agency world um, to uh, guide them on this journey. And they have sunny side chats and all sorts of different um, resources that uh, Adobe gave them, like the creative suite for the summer. It's amazing. Um, and so I, this is my second year mentoring. I actually heard from my mentee from last year today texting me saying hey i have an interview coming up and i said okay well let's practice you know next week let's practice for your interview so for me the mentoring journey is a life it's a lifelong journey um and then um and that relationship just doesn't go away uh and then i have um the london international awards um creative liaisons coaching that i do which is where i have four mentees um, that are international mentees. Um, and I will be having one hour conversations with each one of them on their career, their trajectory, their goals, and how I can help facilitate with them, uh, getting them where they want to be. It's, it's more of a mentoring discussion. I love it. And it's one of those things that my brain's first reaction is, ah, who got time for that? It's too much time, too much commitment, blah, 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 blah. The, the, the chatter starts, you know, when I hear it. <laughs> And then I go, um, yeah, but dude, you, I'll play chess for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what are you talking about? You know, it's. Uh, I think the real reason I have that initial reaction is because um, maybe I'm a little bit afraid of of the commitment or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just because if you blow off chess, it's whatever. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not that big deal. If you blow off a student like this, I mean, you're leaving a lasting impression on someone like I was supposed to be mentored and this person didn't show up for me. And you know, that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's some real responsibility there. Um, and obviously you're not being paid for it, but I can only imagine the warm fuzzies you get from it. Yeah. And for me, I have Mezzo has interns. We've had um, four interns over the past year uh, that are either paid or get um, class credit for it. That's my policy. Mm -hmm you know, workman, workman is worth his hire. And so uh, I like to pour into them as well. So I tried to have an, an internship program as a mentorship program for them through Metso. Um, and my goal in mentoring is, it's also selfish for me because people fill me up. So pouring into the next right. generation, yep, right? It's just more people to touch. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Especially in this sort of pandemic environment. And the other thing too, is I find myself always selling or I have some hidden agenda, you know, it's like, what's right. my hidden, like, and that's every relationship, you know, whether you're dating someone, mm -hmm. a marriage, a business, like sometimes there's just that sort of like, well, there's the thing I want, but in that, in that sort of sphere, it's like, Hey, look, I'm trying to help you. That's why I'm here. Right. I am trying to help. They are not paying me to be here, you know? 
Um, and there's something pure about that, which is really neat. Right. Right. Yeah. So you've said Mezzo a couple of times, just for the folks that are listening, we're referring to your advertising agency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how is it going? How's revenue? How's things? It's going great. We're doing really, really well. Um, I had a meeting with my bookkeeper the other day who is amazing. And um, uh, she's based in Colorado. As you said, it doesn't matter where they are as long as they have good Wi-Fi. That's right. And uh, so she keeps me on track and honest, which is good. And um, things are going really, really well. I'm very pleased. I'm working with clients that I want to work with. And um, I have a phenomenal team and we're growing and I feel like I can care for my team and I can care for myself. And so, and we can care for our clients. So I'm really pleased. We do a lot of social media and digital media. We do a lot of blogging and social media. A lot of what we do is content generation mm -hmm. and then social media um, management, just the full soup to nuts social media management. Okay. Let's talk about TikTok then, shall we? Oh, yes. Yes, TikTok. Um, I'm on TikTok number five, oh. personally. Okay. Yes. And I didn't give TikTok the time of day. I covered mm -hmm. it from a, oh, Trump might ban it perspective on my show. Um, but cool. I just thought to myself, there's no point in me posting to it. What am I going to do, dance? Right. And what I'm realizing is it's that's not what TikTok is. Right. Yeah, TikTok is just every now and then new social media platforms come up where you can actually reach people because there are many more users than there are creators. And that's like, my experience with TikTok right now is I'm like 700 views. I'm like, oh, okay, that was easy. It took me two minutes to make this TikTok, 700 right, people saw it. Right, 100%. I, and to be honest, I am guilty of the same original impression of TikTok. I was like, you know. And, and there are brands that it's not right for, okay? There are brands that it's not right for, but there are brands that you're like, that right now we're actively pitching TikTok to, that we're talking mm -hmm. to about saying like, you need to get on TikTok, it's time, you know? And for a, for a moderate to minimal spend, you can get actual ROI on that, mm. you know? My one of my good friends um, from college happens to live here in Cleveland with me in, in in Cleveland where I live, and so we were hanging out the other day. And she comes to me and she says, "Cindy, my mother has gone viral on TikTok." Yeah, let's go. If your mother went viral on TikTok. Her mom has like five million views for this yoga pose. She wears yeah. polka dots and she does yoga. Okay, and she's this little yoga granny. Okay. Yeah. And she is like, but it was like literally overnight. We're giving her advice on like, okay. Monetizing. But, well, and we're telling her, we're like, okay, don't talk about such and such in, you know, in your videos. Don't let people know where you live. Like we're giving her like social media safety 101, you yep. know, because she's blowing up on TikTok. Yeah, that's right. She's like 65. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, but yeah. I think you're right. It's because there aren't the same amount of the creators versus users ratio is in your favor. And that to me is the entire thing. Uh, you know, in Facebook, there, there's these little windows where you have that opportunity. Yes. And you either jump or you don't. I have no illusions about ever being popular on Facebook or even Instagram at this point. 
you know, it's like there were people who were famous in MySpace, meaningless, right. obviously now. So th just learning the older I get, understanding the seasons of yeah. humanity, you know, NBC, NBC used to be the only thing that ever existed ever. They were just the best shows and the whole right. culture revolved around NBC and friends and all that stuff. If I, if I remember correctly, um, I just have these memories from us being a kid and now it's Netflix. Duh. Right. Right. And we remember when Netflix was mailed to your house. That's right. Um, that it, I, I had, I had somebody once say to me, did you know Amazon just sold books at one point? I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm not, I am that old. Now they sell souls. <laughs> um, but I think that, uh, you're right. It's seasonality. I mean, clubhouse was the thing during the pandemic and you don't hear about it as much, yeah, but I, Facebook, yeah. Facebook just launched a new, is launching a new audio rooms. Sure. Exactly. Twitter was talking about doing that. You know, I, uh, I'm moving so fast that you have to stay on top of it, but you're right. Everybody's fighting for the Instagram space and that's still a really viable space to be. Mm. Um, but TikTok is, is definitely, if you're a marketer, you need to think about it. You really do. I, I, again, on Instagram, I'll post and get like 15 likes. I post on TikTok mm -hmm. 78. Where right. am I going to spend my time? Right. Yeah, come on. You know, it's a good growing audience. Cause once you, what I learned from my sister who owns Chelsea Smith cosmetics in Sacramento, California, okay. um, she'll do a wig show. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she's TikTok famous. She, and I have to, and I'm going to take some credit, a little pat on the back. So she came over to Vegas um, a few months back and she did well on Instagram. She's got over 10,000 followers, forgot how many it is, um, and really does well on Facebook. But she got on TikTok and just absolutely exploded. Mm -hmm. And she'll do a show and just, just tens of thousands of dollars of orders will come in. Just my aunt called me and she's like, um, she's like, it was so exhilarating, Kellen. She's been a teacher her whole life. She's never had an experience like this. She was literally in the show. My, my aunt's like 60 some years old, right? And so right. she's putting on wigs and they're just, and wigs are just fun for anyone who's never right. just like messed around with wigs. Like I put one on and me and me and my uncle, like we just look like this stoner band instantly. <laughs> we're all like, yeah, and our personalities change. We're just being stupid. And um, so anyway, she does this wig show, my aunt, and then she's like, I couldn't believe it, Kellen. She's like, I was just looking at, and just hit the refresh button, three three thousand more dollars. Hit the refresh button, six thousand more dollars. It just, it's astounding. What? It's astounding, and and so Chelsea can take her audience wherever she wants to take them. Yes. You know, so it's like find the platform where you can establish an audience, do that, and then move them around. Yes. You know, as the platforms change. Yes, agreed. So. What are you doing to get more clients? I do a ton of networking. I mean, a lot of my clients, it's client, it's relation, it is still very relationship driven. You know, it's not this, I mean, yeah, it's, there's the cold call and that's worked, mm. you know, but a lot of it is very, very relational for me. Um, because it's through, I work with emerging brands, small to mid-sized businesses and things like that. There's a real trust factor that comes in when people are spending money, but they're at that level, right? 
-hmm. And so, um, and Metso hasn't been around long enough to have some super, I, I didn't have a brick and mortar store that everybody knew about for 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. But I happen to know, you know, 2000 people in the industry, you know, personally. So yeah. it's reaching out and doing a lot, a lot of networking. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it comes in seasons where I, you know, where I, I don't pitch as often as I should, but that's also a capacity thing. And it's also a, um, you know, my time is not scalable. Mm. Um, but it's still my business. And so I'm still, you know, up until about six months ago, I was holding it very, very, very close to the vest. Mm. And then I found some really, really great teammates that can do that can that I could bring in that I could trust, which made my time more scalable. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, it's there is a great irony in owning an ad agency. And that mm -hmm. is um, what we do for our clients doesn't work for us. No. Usually. So you would think that, you know, being an ad agency, for example, we rank number one or number two for Internet marketing Las Vegas. Doesn't matter because people that they want the trusted referral. Um, in my previous company, we worked for years to rank number one for SEO Las Vegas. If you get phone calls for that particular term, people are super skeptical of you still. They're like, who are you? What's your thing? Ha, da, 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 da. People want to be introduced to you by another business owner, friend of theirs who said, hey, man, worked with them. They know, their, they know their stuff. They're really good. Um, or they want to sit down with you and fold their arms and be like, ask you really pointed questions and just see if you crack under pressure and if you know your stuff or not. Um, it's like an interview. And so you would think that given that we know a lot about social media and Google ads and that sort of thing that we would all be doing that, but every one of our competitors also knows that thing too. Right. So, right. you know, they all know Google ads and Facebook and all that sort of stuff too. So there are people out there, agencies that do well, but typically the ones that you see that are the really popular ones um, are trainers, right? So like right. Um, Neil Patel, I think is an example, but they're like, I'm gonna show you how you can rank in Google and how you can da, da, da. so that, and they also own an agency. Um, but it, I haven't seen in my experience, a lot of agencies being like, hey, business owners, you should, you know, like work with us on Google ads right. because it is exactly what you described. It's a relationship game. Right. Right, right. That's a hundred percent. You're right. It doesn't, what we do for our clients about like advertising doesn't, it's not how it's relational. It, it, it's relational. It's the relationship. It's the trust factor. It is asking those pointed questions, letting them ask them to you. And it's the introduction. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that's why um, the growth has been really good and it's been steady and I've been pleased with that for Metso. Mm -hmm. So I'm pleased with that. Um, and I've chosen strategic partners along the way that have introduced me to more people and things like that, which is good. Um, but mostly it's just showing up, doing the work and meeting the next 
and and meeting the next person, you know, or waiting for the next business owner to introduce you to the next business owner, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I don't really do the ask for a referral thing. <laughs> Is it because it doesn't work? Yeah, I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's a little tacky. Ah, yeah. What if, so what if what if you did an ask for a referral and then like gave them like twenty percent? What do you think about that? Oh, I mean, like there's the there's the whole like there is a relationship where you could say like we're partners and I'm asking for a and I will give you a referral fee. That's a different story, right? right. Like. Or if there's an agency that says like, hey, I don't want to do this kind of work, but you do this kind of work and then you give them a referral fee. I'm totally fine with that, right? Right. But right. like just reaching out to my friends and saying like, would you consider me and refer me to your friends? Like I, I, I've never been comfortable with that. And I think a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. And I don't know how to, I can't, I can't get over it. And maybe that stunts my business growth. <laughs> No, in my experience, um, I can, I, I could give people hundred percent of the revenue for a referral. I could be like, I'll give you hundred percent of the revenue for three months for internet marketing and anything you bring in and the chirp, 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 never just never, doesn't work. It doesn't matter how much money you provided them. It, it just, at the end of the day, what's worked for me has been meeting someone more than once. Yeah. Okay. And being really obnoxiously honest, which I'm very good at. Super genuine. You know, and developing a relationship with that person. And then when it comes to the marketing conversation, because I'm so honest about everything else, they know I'm being honest about that too. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll, I'll walk into some meetings. They're like, how are you doing? I'm like, ah, kind of sad. Like they're right off the bat, you know, they're like, right. what? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like this thing happened or whatever. How are you doing? Like, just, you know, like, you're not going to get BS from me now on the questions that we're talking about, you know, the, just the shooting the, you know what I'm talking about? Right. And, um, and then they'll be like, well, SEO. And I'm like, I don't think you're a good fit. You rank nowhere. I mean, we can, yeah, we can blog for you. I, you can give me $800 a month, but I'm not comfortable with it because I don't think it's going to return on your investment. Here's what you should be doing. Right. And you can do that without me. You don't mean, need me to do that. You can go do all of this work yourself. Here's exactly what it is on a silver platter. Go be fruitful and multiply. Okay. You don't want to do that. All right, fine. Do you want a proposal for what it would cost for us to do that? Okay, great. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. So for those of you listening that are considering being agency owners, um, that's what it looks like. <laughs> and then, Crazy. You know what I mean? Oh, so glamorous. Um, and then, you know, they say make a friend or make a sale. I don't know if you've ever heard that. When I, uh, when I, when I finally get the credit card information from my clients, they don't want to chit chat. They're just like, just take my money and just go, yeah. you know? Um, so I've, I've had to learn some lessons cause I'm excited when I'm taking the money. I'm like, Oh sweet new client. Yeah. But they don't want They're, they're just like, bro, just, just let's be done with the transaction. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so I am hoping that at some point I'm going to be able to make revenue in another way by having a popular show, by doing well on TikTok, by having good social media presence. We're looking at training now. Um, we're starting to train our clients. They're paying for it, which is good. Um, so I am looking at multiple revenue streams, but I, I'll be honest with you. I did walk away from the networking cause I was burnt out or I thought I could hire someone else to do it or that's right. You know what I mean? And I just, honestly, I just didn't feel like it anymore. And I, I still went to my BNI chapter and I was the chapter president and I did all mm -hmm. that stuff. But, but if this, this is my BNI chapter 
for those of you that can't see, I am wringing a rag dry to the last drop. Like, like I have not gotten a referral for my chapter in over a year, a year and a half, maybe of anything that in, in the, in the early days, it was everything, but I keep going back because I have relationships with all these people. Yeah. So it's maintenance mode. Um, but that's not going to grow a company and give people raises. No. So I started doing speed networking okay. and I was really surprised with uh, at least the BNI national one that I did. I got four people I'm going to follow up with an attorney um, who does international law. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're my perfect client. Um, someone who owns a tutoring company in Chicago. I was like, you're the owner. She's like, yeah, you have, you have employees. Yeah. I'm like, you're exactly who I need to be talking to. Right. So yeah, maybe speed networking. It's just, it's not very glamorous. It's like speed no. dating. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I just got to get over myself. No. And that's, and that's, I, in, I do more of the, um, I do more of the mentoring than I do of the speed. <laughs> so does mentoring work? I mean, when you, no, no, of course not. You don't get anything. No, you get no revenue. No, you get no revenue. You just, but it introduces you, but it introduces me. Mentoring is how I also keep my network fresh. Right. In the sense of like, I meet other mentors that know other people so that when I bring in a new client and I need the right people for the new client, I know who to tap to bring in the new, a new creative or a new social media manager or whatever. Okay. I know, I know who to tap. That's how I keep my network fresh. Okay. Okay. And let me ask you this. So zombie pages is something that we've talked a lot about over the last few years. Have you heard that particular phrase? And what yeah. that means in SEO. Um, so we do like 800 to 1,000 words or bust at this okay. point. Um, what are you doing on word count for blogs nowadays? Do you keep an eye on that or not as important? I mean, honestly, it kind of depends on what the topic is and what the client needs. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, like how if you're doing a beauty blog, it's going to look different than you're, if you're doing a blog on wage law. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, I guess, but, why? The, but longer know? form content is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. have you noticed the blogs getting longer or more than 300 words or yes. anything like that? Yes. 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 Yeah. They're getting longer. Yeah. Which I'm not uh, quite sure why, because I, because personally, that's the other thing. My personality does not jive with all the trends. So I have to be wary of that, right? Like I don't actually enjoy sitting down, like I don't go into the TikTok spiral. So yeah. the people that I have managing TikTok are people who go into the TikTok spiral and like obsess over it, right? Like that's what they do, okay? I don't want to read an 800, like a, 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 a thousand word blog. I'm like... I really don't have the time for that. Like I, or like I'm lost. Like, and maybe it's because I'm just like, I mean, I, I yeah. recognize my personality deficiencies don't match up with the needs of the general public. Yeah, no, I understand you know, that. The people who do. And then I'm like, but it's recognizing your weaknesses, right? And bringing in people, it's leading to strength and covering weakness. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever read an entire blog. Not even one I've written. 
You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, I am skimming the internet. Who Who's reading the internet? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's reading the internet. And so, you know, the 800 word post is, you know, 10 bullets. And then these little, like, italics that, like, summarizes yes. the section. And then, you know, like a picture that told you what you just could have just read, read right here anyway, you know? Um, so for me, that's what the 800 word blog post is. It's, yes. you know, it's, you can look at this for about nine seconds or you can read it in three minutes. It's, you know what I mean? It gives you the option to do one of those seconds. two things. Yeah. So, and obviously from an SEO perspective, if this blog has people on that website or on that blog page for eight more seconds than the other one, then Google's you know, grabbing that data and going, okay. And then if people see it as a resource, they're more likely to link to it. And um, Shali, our Instagram influencer um, team member um, did a training on saves versus likes on yeah. Instagram, which I thought was interesting. Um, and saves are more resource-based things. Like if you're traveling in Europe, these are the top 10 rated castles. That That's sure. more of a save vibe. Cause you go, oh, okay, if I'm in Europe, I might ever, I might want to go back that's and remember. I would save. That's actually a topic I would save. There you go. You know, so <laughs> now, now we're talking about saveability, right? right? As opposed to likability and saveability is better than likability. Right. Doesn't it just boil down to quality? Yes. If you put out crap, People kick it to the side. True. Yeah, no, you're right. I can't, I can't argue with it. Yeah, because yeah, it's just garbage. Here's your nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Literal nugget on the sidewalk. You kick to the side. Um, all right, so we've got a minute left. I want to make sure folks have an opportunity to reach out to you directly, whether it's phone number, email, whatever that happens to be. Why don't you pitch them? Cynthia at mezzocreative.com is my email. Mezzocreative.com is the address. Mezzocreative is the Instagram and the Facebook and all the jazz. But um, mostly, I'm just glad to be here. And we do social media marketing. We do blogging. Um, we do comprehensive marketing strategy for emerging brands and mid-sized businesses. Yeah, amen. Cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, at Mezzo, M-E-Z-Z-O. Yes. Creative.com? Creative.com. I actually can't spell aloud, so that's why I don't. Oh, you can't, so you don't. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> if you can't do it, then you should. You! I spelling bees. She's I have a double major in French, and I can't spell it. Okay. You know what? We got to know our limits. I'll do it yep. for you. I got you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 248. If you are listening to us after the fact on youtube.com forward slash send it rising. Why is it send it rising and not forward slash marketing as a foreign language? Because I own send it rising internet marketing, social media, SEO, pay-per-click, WordPress websites, the whole jazz. You know the drill. iTunes and Spotify is where you can download the podcast after the fact. Our numbers have been increasing a lot lately. Thank you to everyone who is listening to the show now or after the fact. The primary place where we want you to go is youtube.com forward slash send it rising. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Hit the thumbs up button and leave a comment for the algorithm. Shout out to our good friend, Cynthia Kranz, for swinging by the show again today. Final word, Cynthia. Be blessed. You just got blessed. We'll see you.